Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning into this episode once again. Uh, this episode is with my friend Will Labonte. <laughs> uh, he's a good friend of mine. We have known each other for probably, I want to say, whew, three or four years, maybe, um, maybe a little less than that, maybe a little more. I don't, I don't quite remember, but. Um, uh, he has become a good friend of mine. We connect on a spiritual level and uh, have had some very deep conversations, and uh, I'm very thankful to get to know him. So, Will, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Uh, we talk about all kinds of interesting stuff here. Off the top of my head, without listening to it um, back yet, I remember us talking about <laughs> spiritual poop. <laughs> That was one thing, um, but we also talked about what's happening, um, how this quarantine and this pandemic is affecting everybody on a conscious, spiritual level. Uh, we talked about ma masculinity and um, being, you know, opening up to your emotions a little bit more and becoming emotionally available. Um, all kinds of good stuff there. Um, so stay tuned. Um, thank you guys. I just wanted to say thanks one more time for tuning in. We have had people from all over the world tuning into these episodes, and uh, it's really cool. I think podcasting is an awesome tool in that way where you can connect with people all over the world just by putting something out there. So uh, if you do want to, uh, you know, share something about this podcast on Facebook, you know, we're just looking to reach more people at this point and share the word of what we're doing and share these conversations with the world. So feel free to post about it on Instagram. Tag me at Wesley Hoffman. If you want to uh, also connect with Will, it's, I believe, W-I-L-L Abonte. So Will Labonte. <laughs> and um, I'm sure he would love to connect with you. But uh, also check out his music on Spotify as well if you just look up his name. So uh, it's all in the liner notes. Thank you guys again. And enjoy this episode with Will Labonte. All right, Will Labonte, how are you doing, my friend? I'm well, Wes. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks so much for uh, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Um, as tradition has it, I always like to just tell the people that I have on this podcast how much I appreciate them. Um, and <laughs> it's actually <laughs> it's actually funny. Uh, I was thinking about how we met, and I think we did those two spirit sweats that Liam was doing. Yeah. I think we did those together. Um, so we sat in a teepee for like two or three hours together, sweating, <laughs> sweating our buns off. <laughs> right. Um, before we even like sat down and had a conversation. And and you're basically like, um, you know, you're you're pretty close to being naked in those uh, sweats sweat lodges too. But um, <laughs> right. But um, especially when your clothes start sticking to every part of you. Yes, yes, Anything exactly. you're wearing anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which was actually a really, really cool experience. But um, And we can talk more about that. But, uh, dude, I remember when you came up to my office, it's probably been 28, it was probably in 2018, so it's probably been a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, you came up to my office one afternoon, and we ended up having like a two or three hour conversation about 
life and spirituality and like the existence of yeah like what the hell are we doing here <laughs> yes maybe not that like <laughs> despair but right right like there's this really deep philosophical conversation and we went to lunch and had a couple of beers and like i was like man this is great this i felt so good after that um yeah so i'm glad that we're bringing some of those conversations um you know, that we're bringing one of these conversations that we're going to have and, and sharing it with the rest of the world. So thank you so much for joining me today. No, I'm appreciative to be here and be asked to be here. And uh, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, man, it's like, it's, it's interesting. I've been podcasting uh, for, I, I guess, like almost six years now in some way, shape or form. And it's gotten, there's been times where it feels, where it's felt really forced, you know, yeah. uh, like I'm doing it out of obligation. Like I have to put out an episode. What am I, I have to get a good guest, you know? And right. now I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's just flowing through me and, um, it feels good to do it. It, it feels good to have these conversations and, um, not only does it feel good to do it, but I feel like I'm maybe helping people by talking about, by having these conversations and, and putting them out into the world, you know? Yeah. Like developing that connection that way and sharing stories that people can relate to or. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of just like, uh, I mean, I used to something that I'm working through and that I have worked through and that I'm continuing to just like work on is first when I got, when I really started to get into um, things like law of attraction and, uh, just general spirituality and meditation and stuff like that. I kind of had this feeling of, <laughs> are people going to think that I'm crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, and I still worry about that a little bit, you know, and I'm pretty, I'm a pretty vulnerable person. I'm like pretty open about stuff. And I know that, that sometimes that turns people off, you know, they're, they're maybe right. not used to hearing a grown man get emotional, but, um, I don't but it's like so good that people start to see that. And when the judgment and it's like our own self judgment that makes us feel bad about that. And, um, what we were brought up in or very directly from parents, relatives, friends, whoever, but it's like, our culture and we're like growing out of that now, I believe at an exponential pace with, especially with what the hell's going on right now. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think we're growing out of that. Um, it's, you know, not just the idea of what, it, you know, what masculinity means, because I think that that's a very, you know, uh, the old model of masculinity is very flawed. Like, you know, don't right. show your feelings, you know, be authoritative and, you know, don't be empathetic and compassionate and understanding and be this stoic, strong, silent type. Like, I, I think that is very outdated. But I think also on a, on a larger scale, um, you know, I guess I guess I should ask you, like, what do you think? Do you think we're becoming more of an empathetic, compassionate society? Yeah, I mean, <sighs> To me, it's it's like integration. 
Mm. It's like it's not that it wasn't there; it was just repressed. Yeah, and, and that manifested through a masculine person in rage or like different acting out, or you know, and maybe if we can look at it, just like a blooming of a flower. It's really ugly to watch that flower bloom, but um, in like how Ram Dass talks and it's just like, it's part of the journey, like mm. all of it, every ugly piece, every beautiful piece. And like, I, I look at our president and it's like, that's part of the journey. And I almost see that, that ugly part as it, in one way, exposing the truth as much as he talks about fake news and whatever. Mm. He, he's speaking to what people think behind their uh, politically correct front. Like, this is what people have always thought for years and what yeah. has driven their voting behavior, maybe. But they said something that sounded nice. Yeah. And like we're getting past nice, like the bad nice, like we're you know the whole nice guys finish last. Yeah, it's like now I feel the better word is kind. Yeah, I'm going to be kind, but kind also holds people accountable. And like, um, I'd rather know what someone is really thinking than them be nice to me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I do. Uh, I, and I, I think that's, it, it, it might hurt at first or it stings when someone tells you the truth, but wouldn't you rather hear that than have them, you know, put on a front or not sit, you know, or, and I think that there's a way that they can be, that you can be kind about it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, and, and I, I want to go back to what you said about like the, the ugly and, and like the Ram Dass and loving every part of the journey. And I think that that's, man, I'm, I'm really going through that right now. Um, as you know, I've, I've learned in, in several different aspects of my life, important aspects in, um, relationships, um, and in my professional growth, like you learn and what I have learned um, is that sometimes you have to do things wrong or you have to do things like – I don't even want to sincerely say wrong. But you have to have like the, – the failures and the fuck-ups are like part of the journey. And that even though I can look back on those things and be like, oh, you know, I was in this – like I was in this failed relationship or like I got my heart broken or this person rejected me or, you know, all these things that happened with – my business and all these lessons that I learned where I'm really disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. And instead of being disappointed, like looking at that with a lens of that was all part of the journey. And like, I love that and I'm going to appreciate it for what, it, for, for what it was. And that's, uh, that's such a hard thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause yeah, you have the whole hindsight 2020 thing and that's, um, Cause you look back and like, well, I, I should have known better. Like how clear is this to me now? And there was this part of me that knew, 
but I guess that's the part of me that needed to grow. Yeah. Um, you grew into like you grow into that person by, by going through that experience. Like you, uh, I think of it as like when Facebook memories pop up for me (laughs) (laughs) and I'll, I'll see something from like 2010 or 11, you know, 10 years ago. And just even the mm-hmm. tone of me reading what I typed on Facebook at the time, I'm like put off by it. And wow. because I'm judging it or I'm looking at it with the perspective that I have now and instead of the the, the perspective that I had then. And it's so easy for me to like judge that and be like, oh, well, you know, this was what I what I had, you know. That's so stupid. Why did I? Why did I even type that? You know, why, why would I even think to post that? But that's how I was then. That's not how I am now. And I love what you said about like that was maybe the thing. You know, you look back on those mistakes or failures or things that we consider to be mistakes or failures, and that was maybe the part that that needed to grow. And that's how I became. That's why I'm looking at it with a little bit of judgment now. Is that kind of where you're going with it? Yeah, just the, like, the awareness. There was, like, this little seed of awareness back in time and that that experience grew that awareness. And then when you look at it from today, that thing's a flower now, and you're, and you're, but you're using that to judge your past and beat yourself up about it on occasion. And um, But, yeah, I think we're just kind of saying the same thing in a few different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, so, so, I mean, let me, let me ask you, like, and I know that you're into a lot of the, we've already mentioned Ram Dass. I know that you're a big Alan Watts fan as well. Um, yeah. and, and I am too. Uh, but how did you, because all of this stuff that I've been talking about on this podcast, um, mindfulness, consciousness, meditation, uh, following your truth, uh, personal growth, like all of this stuff. Uh, I've, I've always been kind of a person, personal growth uh, advocate, but uh, I had to unlearn a lot of stuff before I could get to the point where a lot of these concepts were, started making sense to me. And that really didn't happen for me until about like, I would say until around the time I was like 30 or 31 mm-hmm. or 32. Um, and I'm 37 now. So, uh, and, and I don't feel like it. I feel like I'm very young. <laughs> right, right. I feel, I do not feel like how I thought I would feel like if you would have talked to me when I was like 22 or 23 and be like, how do you think it feels to be 37? I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be so old. That's almost 40. Like, ah, I'd, I'd feel like I'd have achy bones and that I would just be like you know, have all this like gray hair and stuff. And I'm like, don't feel that way at all. I wake up every day feeling like really energized. Well, today I felt woke up kind of slow, but like for the most part, I feel pretty energized and like I have a decent zest for life. But my point is, is that like, I took me some unlearning, um, to warm up to these concepts and open my mind to some of these concepts. So how did, you know, Tell me a little bit about like your journey and how did you start getting into some of this stuff? Because our our friendship has been based off of these types of conversations and, and uh, there's no doubt that the universe brought us two like-minded people together. But I, I'd love to hear you share a little bit about your uh, spiritual or, or conscious path. 
Yeah, I think I've always been into philosophy and just thinking that way. But like when you're the younger judgmental self, you you have all these concepts. And I think that's what you're talking about is like the unlearning all these concepts so you can see the truth. And it was getting to this place of like deep pain, you know, a number of years ago. And I think similar to you, like early 30s, I'm 36 now, um, 37 in a few months. But um, Happy early birthday. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like I knew I, need, I needed something. And I've actually been working with like a spiritual purpose uh, coach, mentor, in lieu of therapist probably sort of thing, just someone – to talk to like consistently. Yeah. Who, who it's more on the positive side as opposed to like only talking about your problems all the time, which is how I perceive like traditional psychoanalysis to go. But I know that that whole culture is changing too. I've seen like mainstream, at least through Instagram, like psychologists are putting out this kind of content now and they're referencing Ram Dass and they're like, it's pretty awesome to see that that's integrating as well. But like, yeah. Um, well, as you were asking the question, what was kept coming up was just that simple idea of truth. Mm. And that all of the con concepts that we need to shed are in the way of like the true, the truth of this moment. So our judgment about what you said 10 years ago and like your point about, well, I'm judging that through my lens today and not honoring where I was back then. Yeah. And you could say that about the person sitting across from you right now. And it's like, even if they like, it's a heated political debate about minimum wage. I don't know. <laughs> and you just at least feel like you express your point, but don't deny their point either. Yeah. And it's like really listen as opposed to like taking the story we've created in our head that of this story truth as opposed to what's everyone's actual experience in the world at that moment yeah yeah because it's their 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 opinion or their perspective is based off of and their truth i guess is based off of every moment that they've lived up until that point right and, and mine is based off of every moment that i've lived up into my point and it and it doesn't um I feel like where where I get caught up or where I've gotten caught up in the past, I don't so much anymore, is where I want to be right. I, I want to change yeah. this person's mind. That, that's a fundamental human thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, actually, my, my coach, she, she gave me this one. She's like, the need to be right causes so much problem. It was something like this. Like, it, it just in the... I've, had that come in and help me so many times of like, am I just needing to be right in this moment or 
is that what I'm experiencing on the receiving end? Is this person just needing to be right? And it, it actually allows me to be more compassionate towards them mm, mm-hmm. and, and, and like listen better. And then when I can reiterate their, their stance, even if it's the craziest thing in the world, if I can display back to someone that I hear and understand what they're saying and I can verbalize that and not, in not a judgmental way, you know, where people might, we're conditioned to like respond to like, Oh my God, do do you mean like just with intonation and all those ways we speak, but if we can like communicate, I guess this comes back to the kindness thing of like communicate truth with compassion and kindness, then we can disagree and still like be connected to the deeper love and compassion that is beyond the nonsense we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I think, uh, something that you said about like, I feel like this is just my perspective. Sometimes I don't want to be right or I don't necessarily even want things to change. I, I just want somebody to hear me. I just want somebody to listen to me and kind of be like, yeah, man, you know, like, like when I, I think about when I talk, I call my best friend Jacob up. Um, and sometimes I don't want him to solve my problems. I want him to just uh, like listen and be right. like, yeah, man, that sucks. Like I, I know that you were really like looking forward to this thing and now it's not a thing anymore. And uh, I I saw a really cool – like you, you mentioned Instagram and something that I think Instagram has been really helpful. I've connected with – uh, a ton of people on Instagram and one of the episodes that, uh, it's, it, by the time this is up, it'll be posted already is a, a um, person that I connected with. Um, her name's Gianna and I'm, I'm going to be doing a couple other episodes with some Instagram friends, but it is something that's really cool about it is that it has created this, um, much better than Facebook. It's created this like, uh, where you can curate your feed a little bit more and you can look for these, spiritual or um psychological yeah. accounts where you can kind of get you know I can scroll through my feed and uh look at something positive instead of I mean I like seeing my friends pictures and I, I like seeing your you know videos of you playing music will <laughs> yeah. um, but I can go through and look at affirmations or other things that are people are talking about and there's this really cool quote and I don't remember who it was from but it said when your kid is, they give the example of her kid complaining, and it, and it said, when my kids are complaining to me about something, I I ask them, um, do you want me to get involved? Do you want me to get in, in advice, or do you just want me to listen? And ninety percent yeah. of the time, the kid just said, I just want you to listen. And I think we that really resonated with me. Is like I don't always want somebody to tell me, and people call me sometimes and. I have to keep that in mind because I, I immediately want to solve a problem. <laughs> right. Well, of course. That, well, that's another, if it's like a, a, a masculine energy, if, I don't know if we've gotten into that talk about, not, not necessarily man or woman, just in terms of energy, that it's like a problem solving mode. In like in any relationship, I'm sure lots of romantic relationships get real heated because 
somebody's like, I just wanted you to listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, you just want, like, one person just wants somebody to listen. But, and, and sometimes you want that person to be, like, a little compassionate and be like, I know, it's okay, it'll get better. Um, or you just want to be heard. But sometimes you do want advice or you do want somebody to, right. like, you know, I, I rarely want somebody to, like, get involved. Uh, what, you know, but I, sometimes I do want like, Hey, what should I do? Like, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. Or, or am I seeing this? Am I like looking at this the right way? What's your perspective versus my perspective? Um, right. but let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, I work with, uh, a, a coach as well. Um, a spiritual leadership, positive, um, perspective growth changing coach. I don't even know what to call him, but, um, right. he, he's been on this podcast. He's a couple episodes back. His name's Mike Kitko. And, uh, uh-huh. we talked a little bit about, uh, one of the things that we've went through is masculine and feminine, feminine energy and having that balance of, of, of both. And that's something that I definitely over the last, like, um, a year or two have really, uh, tapped more into the the feminine side where I've just been more in touch with my emotions, um, more fluid, uh, more creative, uh, you know, and, uh, I mean, still that ma- I still have that strong, like masculine, like kind of warrior energy sometimes. And like that protective provider energy. But, right. um, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm finding a little bit of a balance. Um, I don't know how, but, I guess just being aware of it is helping me. Like, what are your thoughts on, yeah, can you want to share a little bit more about that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was really deep into, like, studying about it, I was judging too much and, like, shedding the old stories, you know, of, like, well, here's a new fancy way to look at what masculine means or feminine, and I did... I found myself okay. I didn't want to be feminine in certain ways, but I but I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Me too. Me too. I felt that way too. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a gentle, tender person, and I'm sensitive and I'm empathic. And you know, other men might look at that as weak, but I don't. I don't think it is. Right. Well, and it's just. I think most men. Or you could say everyone has at least some of that. And that's like, this is another piece of the integration, I think. And yeah, you can say like, if it's the the feminine is maybe bringing more of the compassion and love energy integrated with a more um, balanced masculine that is the soft but firm structure that can kindly communicate um, how to lead. Mm. And to your point about like when somebody calls and it, I think it, it could be incumbent on both people. Like you said, you want to be aware of yourself of like, if someone's calling me, do they want me to give, give them advice? Do I need to listen like it's good to have that own introspection, and then on the flip side, I feel like it's good for people to learn to ask for what they need. You know, yeah. Like, I just need you to listen right now, and um, and then I find I don't know. I'm, I'm going to wrestle with this as I say it. Um, 
there's been times where somebody I felt like somebody's just trying to be heard right now, but there's like this huge and it feels like a pure urge to like tell them something I think they're missing. And I'll, I'll give a kind of general example. Somebody was talking about family members and they were, they have some siblings and they were helping out one of their mom with some money. And, um, they were the one coordinating it and giving all the money. But then none of the other siblings were like chipping in. And I, they got to the end of the story and I was, and they were just really frustrated. And he said that they argue about it all the time. I was like, what if you just softly said, Hey, you know, I gave money this week. Um, this is how much it would be split between each of us. I would really appreciate it if you didn't moan me today or tomorrow or whatever. Because there was never a direct ask mm. for like, hey, would you please send me $50? And um, I was like, if you just softly ask that, how many, like, who's going to say no? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and then if they do, it's kind of, if somebody were to get upset and you were to ask that in the most gentle way that you could, that's kind of on them. If they, you know, it's, if right. they get upset, it's like, well, Hey, I didn't do anything it's kind of like maybe there's something getting in their way of their perception perception of what's happening that's making them feel right. And they might how have dare you ask me for money, you know? Right, right. And it could, to me, it's just a bit like it's. I mean, being extremely clear, it was like, "Hey, I gave mom four hundred dollars. It would be great if you sent me fifty to cover some of that um, and then just go to the next sibling and like take it off the group text and like make it a very, a more connecting experience as opposed to um, this thing like of speaking in generalities is what, where the conversation was originally. Mm. And I'm like, you got to get real specific. It's it's funny how many problems could be solved. Like, uh, you know, we don't have something that I that I think would be really important and really uh, another integration. I love that you're using this word integration. That's I'm gonna like pick that up from you now. Um, yeah, yeah. So thanks for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, um, you didn't trademark it or anything, did you? <laughs> Yeah, it's in the it's in the process. So you're good right now because it's not efficient. <laughs> the next episode is going to be like the integration podcast with Wes Hoffman. Um, no, but <laughs> I think something to integrate into like the world and 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 into education would be a a communication class. How can you effectively communicate? your feelings to someone like, you know, or your thoughts to someone because we don't, um, it, it's some of us just don't even know how to communicate. You know, we don't, we don't even well, know so how to, you mean like an EQ. Yeah. Yeah. An emotional intelligent type thing where it's like, some of us don't even know how to inter- it, it communicate. 
how we feel or why we feel that way. And sometimes it's like, it's not, um, it's not necessarily the other person's, like I'm, I'm thinking about a, like a relationship, like a romantic relationship or even yeah. a friendship. It's not necessarily the other person's fault why I feel the way that I feel. And sometimes you can even tell someone that like, oh, I feel like betrayed or I f- I'm upset because I feel like you didn't listen to me or I feel ignored. And, and it's not necessarily because of anything that you did. That's just how I feel right now. But even that yeah. statement can get, can make the other person feel like, well, what did I do? I didn't do anything. Like what's, you know, it's hard to separate our own emotions from what another person says, um, or, or how, how another person says they feel. Um, right, like all the triggers, and if that's kind of one of the key things, I guess, when somebody just is like, you say this thing, boop, but I didn't do this. Yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, some of the thing I feel like I've seen multiple places, if you just completely own whatever you're feeling, and it's like, it's n- never anyone's fault what you're feeling it just is what you're feeling um and it's like taking blame out of it all together it's like maybe Mm -hmm. somebody did surprise you and they did something that did betray trust or whatever but your feeling is what it is and you want to communicate that in a way where you're not like throwing the anger at the person yeah, I I believe it's just it doesn't do any good. Like the, it, I don't know if is what's this quote where it's like being angry is like holding a hot coal and intending to throw it at someone. Mm. Yeah, um, I like that. I like that. Yeah, man, it's it. Uh, anger is uh, uh, a tough one, man. That's. Uh, I, I used to get really angry about, about stuff. Like I used to have a temper. I talked about this a little bit on the podcast with Kevin. Like, yeah, um, yeah I, I listened. when I was younger, I, I, uh, I, I used to just like, I didn't know how to deal with my frustrations. And so I would like just end up, you know, I didn't do anything. I, I never hurt anybody or I didn't do anything bad, right. but I would just demonstrate my anger by like stomping or punching a wall or a door or something like that. And, not being able to express what what it was that was bothering me or or what it was that was frustrating me and um i don't know what it was that i think honestly dude i i think what really helped me was meditation was understanding that that didn't solve anything that didn't you know um letting that anger out like in that way it didn't solve anything it didn't make the situation any better if anything it made it worse because you know, then, then the other person, when you get angry and you start yelling and shouting or pounding on the table, the other person is scared. They're like, and, and then yeah. you, you look like the bad guy. It's like, oh my God, Wes just like flew off the handle. And like, it, it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm being passionate about like, like, yeah, I, and then I would always apologize. I would always feel bad then for acting that way. And I didn't want to do it. And it was actually like a process of growth. For me to, to look at like, well, I got angry. I kicked the wall. <laughs> I hurt my <Done> toe. <laughs> Say what? 
So I've been there. I put a hole in my wall, at, like, I don't know, when, sometime in high school. <laughs> yeah. My like, sister were going at it or something. And then I was like, mad and like, just laid against the wall and just went boom. And I didn't realize how hard I kicked it. And it was drywall. And then I was like, oh, my dad's going to be pissed. <laughs> I was like, frightened. But then, it, like, it was fine. But um, I think it's, I don't think, it's, it's, I think the problem was growing up, I was always told, calm down. What are you doing? Da, da, da. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily out of anger. Like, even sometimes when I was just being, like, way too silly or whatever, in like, just this goofy energy. And then it would turn into anger because, like, I, I was being you know, repressed. And maybe I was yes, yes. ridiculous in a group of people. I don't know, but, um, it's to me, like what I've come to in the last couple of years, even is just like finding an appropriate way to express it. It's not to your point going to freak people out. And if you can acknowledge it before it comes out, then people can see that, you are aware enough to know I'm feeling some rage coming on and even I'm just making this up right now. I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to pound the shit out of the couch. (laughs) Um, But just know I'm feeling super intense right now. And this is what I need to go do. I think people would be way less freaked out and have more respect Yes, yes. I'm just, I'm picturing you just like wailing on this couch right now. <laughs> it's my couch. I, I mean, if you're at somebody else's house, maybe you need to go to your car. I don't know, but 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 it is go outside dude. and yell. I I would completely agree with you. And and something that came to mind when you said that was um like naming your like uh it's the idea of just uh, have you heard about of naming just saying that's rage that's anger and in a way Mm -hmm. that that's anxiety um in a way that when i do that it helps me calm down a little bit and every time i think i get i think that i'm like gonna rage a little bit like (laughs) that i'm like Ah, I just i'm so angry i just want to freak out like (laughs) all i can think about is that Smashing Pumpkin song, despite all my rage, yeah. I am still just a rat in the cage. I just, I think about that, and that is that song is like the perfect example of rage to me. <laughs> well, it, it makes me think of two things, like the Eckhart Tolle. I think he talks about the pain body, and yes, in his language. I feel like this is the pain body. So if you can catch it before it boils up and put your name it meaning you're acknowledging it that it's there it actually calms it down and then maybe you can breathe through it before you have the need to express it because if it to me if it reaches this tipping point you got to let it out yes yes Uh, i agree and then with the whole the other point was masculine feminine energy if you it's um, to me, a more developed masculine energy. If you can hold it, name it, 
and then go decide to release it in a uh, safe space, then that is like, you know, like you, you're holding this container of rage. Like, I can see this. I'm holding it now, but it's like holding a hot coal. I need to go take it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very, that would be a very mature way to deal with it. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a long way to get there. Um, I, I, I wanted to go back to Eckhart Tolle cause I'm a huge, uh, I, when I read the power of now, um, that, mm. that book really, really, and people are probably sick of me talking about it, but <laughs> <laughs> it was a life changing book for me. And one that was very similar, similar to that was, uh, have you heard of the untethered, untethered soul? I've heard of it. Who who is that? It's I think his name's Mark Singer or something like that. It's it's um he I think that's his only book, but it's very similar to the idea of um it's practicing presence, but his whole thing uh in the untethered soul was like letting things pass through. So like you know yeah. whatever whatever pain you're holding, whatever uh whatever things that you're like you know, you're holding on to that hot coal. You're not, you haven't let it go. You haven't let it pass through. You've, and, and to talk, he goes into the whole idea of trauma and things that have happened in our past from, um, you know, from the time that we were a little kid or, or especially I think for me, the biggest thing, the, the biggest period of my life that I can think of where like traumatic or like things happened that I needed to let go of were uh, like my high school and my early twenties um, where, you know, relationships, like you get, you feel betrayed. You're trying to figure out like who you are in the world and you're, you're really trying to just find yourself and you feel like your friends just, you can't trust any, I felt like I couldn't trust anybody. And, um, you know, I have always been, I didn't, I didn't know this until like recently. And I, as I looked back and kind of did some self-reflection on, on those years, like, I've always just been a really, really emotional person and I've, I've been really led by my emotions and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's nothing wrong with being an emotional, sentimental, romantic, like, um, empathetic person. I've also been like a very, I have a, a very strong, uh, empathy. Like when, when I see somebody sad, I feel that sadness and, and, um, like, so as I look back, I've, I've just realized, oh, I've just been, I'm just an emotional person. And that's why these things hit me so fucking hard sometimes, you know, and I need to just realize now that I can look back on those things and letting them pass through, not holding on to that pain, like letting it, letting that pain body kind of like deplete a little bit and be like, oh, you know, yeah. that thing that happened a long time ago, it hurt me so bad. Like even, even that thing that happened a few days ago it hurt me so bad at the time, but you know what? Like I'm over it now and I forgive this person and like, um, or I forgive or, uh, I'm letting go of what that happened and, and trying to see some sort of growth in that. Yeah. I feel like I just rambled. I feel like I just blacked out like Will Ferrell. Old <laughs> no, I, I, I think I get what you're saying. And cause I feel very similar in the sense of like you can the way Alan Watts talks about it is like through muscular tension is like we we hold our feelings in by tensing our body 
and then in some lines of thought they think we we actually store that emotional energy in our body and then we need to release it later and it comes out as yeah. rage or deep sadness and we just got to ball our eyes out for two hours um maybe for like if it's a deep loss for extended period of time or um it's <laughs> it's like what i had this analogy about being creative but also for this of like releasing the spiritual and emotional baggage is like pooping <laughs> yeah you gotta let it through Otherwise, it's just backing up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that that is a really good an- analogy, though. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Well, like, like you need to just go take a spiritual shit. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think that would lighten the mood. Like, you see somebody going through something, and then you just tell them that. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, but go go into that a little bit more. I mean, like, yeah, letting go of, like, uh, you're letting all this stuff build up and letting go of it. I think that's kind of what we're both talking about is is the release and, and how much – dude, I I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, I was texting her about the uh, what's going on in my life right now. And I'm going through all these transitions. You know, I'm living in a new place. I'm by myself. I've gotten a new job and um, I have lost a shit ton of weight. Like I'm probably down 25, maybe, maybe even close to 30 pounds now. Like I'm, I'm really, really like on purpose or on purpose, on purpose. Yeah. I've been, I've been exercising. Um, I've been nice. working out. I've been in uh, intermittent fasting. I've been eating a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff. And she told me, she, I was like, yeah, I've lost a lot of weight recently. And she, and she said that it's because uh, that's energetic weight. You know, different times, and I thought about that. I was like, different times where I tried to lose weight before, and uh, where I where I would maybe be working out a lot and or running a lot, uh, it was like it was impossible for it to uh, to to fall off. And now it's coming off a lot easier because I I I feel lighter. Like I made this this decision to take care of myself, and even though I've made some tough decisions over the last like six months. Um, I do feel lighter. I feel better. I feel like I care about myself a little more and uh, I'm going on these really long walks and um, it feels good. Uh, and I think that's, the, I wanted to go back to what you said about crying and, and especially when you grieve. And during those times when I was not very in touch with my emotions and like letting them out, something would happen where I would get to a tipping point and I would cry for a half an hour, maybe an hour. Um, I remember my grandma died like five or six years ago. And, um, when she passed away, I cried for an hour, the entire car ride home. And I mean, not just like tears falling from my eyes, wailing and sobbing, <laughs> like throw, yeah. throwing a fit, you know, and, and really, really being sad. And yes, I was very sad that my grandma was dying, but I was, there was also a lot of other things that a lot of other feelings that I hadn't dealt with that were coming to the surface and I, and it was a release. And after that, I felt better. You know what yeah. I mean? You f- I always feel a little lighter after I cry or after I 
like release that information or not information, uh, it, release that emotion. Totally. Yeah. It's well, cause it's like the, this heavy event that triggers all this, the built up poop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, you can't contain it. It's like, where's all this coming from? Is this all because of, my grandma or whatever. Um, like for me, my, my dad died in 2007 and suddenly, and like, that was terribly traumatic. And like before that I hadn't cried, like I couldn't since like junior high or grade school when there was like some, uh, um, playground, drama or something is the last time I could remember actually crying sure. before it was, it had been like a decade since I like legit had a good cry before my dad had died. You know, I was 24 and, um, it would just, I don't think I honestly got it all out until the last couple of years. Cause I just, mm-hmm. through romantic relationships, those wouldn't bring it up. I think, mm-hmm. And it wouldn't, it was just like certain things in the relationship would trigger. And then I would, um, cry a fuck of a lot more than would make sense for the scenario. Sure. And I'm like, what is that about? And then when I was alone again, I would just go to random movies. And I remember I went to Jojo rabbit and on the way home, for 20 minutes, I just cried my ass off. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was just the strangest thing. Yeah. And, um, but like, to your point, I just feel so much lighter now. And, um, yeah. It, it's, it's just funny. It's like, I, I had no idea why that was coming out. It just, but it was, yeah. And I, but I allowed it, and I was like relaxed, and then yes. breathed through it, and I was like, "All right, here we go." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, dude. I, I, well, I think so. Somebody told me this at, at work the other day, and I may have mentioned this on a podcast already, but like grieving, and uh, she said because my my grandfather passed away earlier this year, and she said grieving is not a linear process. It's not like okay, well. Two weeks from now, you'll be completely healed and you'll be done grieving. Right. It's like it's something that you know over the course of time. It, it, it like it's a it's peaks and valleys. You know what I mean? It's like it's some days it'll just hit you. Um, and yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm I'm the totally the same way. Uh, I'll hear songs or I'll watch movies that will make me cry, and I used to fight that. I, I used to resist that so hard when I, I'd be in the movie theater or I'd be watching a movie with somebody and yeah. I would just try so hard not to cry. And now I, I'm the opposite. I'm like, <laughs> just, just let it through. Oh dude, just let it through. And, and some days I don't know why, like some one day when I first started working from home, uh, amidst this pandemic that we're all dealing with. Um, it was probably only a week in, a week or two in, and I woke up and the John Lennon uh, version of Stand By Me was just in my head. I don't know why. I love that version um, of, of 
of that song and I just I did a meditation and I threw that song on and I just fucking bawled it out (laughs) and then I felt better and then then I was ready for the rest of the day of work and and I couldn't even put my finger on like why is it why are you sad right now is it because you're by yourself is it because you know all this change that's happening right now and some of it I can control and some of I can't is because I miss people I don't know sometimes I can't put my finger on it but that's what I feel in that moment and I let it out, and I'm really glad that I did. It made me feel better. Yeah. When it's like letting go of needing to judge it or um, – I feel like it, that trying to pinpoint what it is is like next to needing to be right. Yeah. Like needing to know. It's like our logic brain is like, what, but why, but why, but why? It's like, it's okay. We don't need to know why. It just is, and this is the truth right now in this moment. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. It's like uh, uh, that's that's the part of me that wants to solve the problem. Well, well, what's yeah. the what's the problem? Where's it Where's it at? Like, how can you cut you know cut the root of the problem? And uh, I, I don't know what it was. I just needed to, to like let it out. Uh, um, I, I had something else that I wanted to talk to you about, but, oh, uh, beating yourself up too. Like, you know, uh, especially now with what's going on with, you know, coronavirus and quarantine and, you know, all these, uh, all these words that were very, were so foreign to us, uh, right. two, two or three months ago now are so common to us quarantine pandemic coronavirus we're not gonna get away from it until we die yeah yeah social <laughs> distancing all this stuff is like it's so common to us now um it's funny to me but a friend of mine was texting me earlier today and i was like look man like don't beat yourself up like that's that's where you're like where I, and I, I i didn't say it this way but like i said remember not to beat yourself up if you don't make the progress that you wanted to make that day. So like if, if you trip up then and then you beat yourself up, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I shouldn't have done this today, but I didn't and I had all this time and you know, and, and you right. get into that thought pattern and it's hard to get out of that. And I like, just remember instead, I think the positive way to look at it is like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I didn't get done what I wanted to do today. And I think this is just like being gentle with yourself. Like I didn't get yeah. done what I wanted to do. I, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to try to just like do a little bit better. Like giving yourself like a, a lot more grace right now than, than um, you normally would. I think that's really important to remember. Right. Or and just be able to actually do that at any point. Right. And it's like all of a sudden you can, you could be having a really hard day for a million reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And oh dude, and it's like nobody knows I I will say this like my emotions have been way more uh been way heavier lately and and you know it's it's maybe causing me to I have a couple of times gotten been a little hard on myself like oh man, you know, you shouldn't have felt this way or this or that or the other and it's like we yeah. are in the midst of a global pandemic. Like th- this is going to go down in history as one of the right. craziest things that's happened in the history of the world. <laughs> you know, like and no one knows what it, it, it literally like 
no one knows what the, what is right or wrong right now. Like no one knows when is the right time for us to go back to work or open up businesses again. And it's, it's insane. I think, I think the, the, and we talked about this on the Kevin podcast too, is like, it's forcing people to deal with uncertainty. And that's like, uh, that's really, it's really, it's a, it's a really hard thing to deal with. I guess it's a gift on the other side of just like, kind of some of the other points we were talking about of like accepting the, the unknown that like these stories that we've been holding have been filling holes that are actually unknown. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's this weird, uh, we create this like idea in our head of, uh, you know, I've been going to work every day. I've been waking up and going to work every Monday through Friday for the last 20 some years. So I'm, I'm, I know I next week and the week after that, I'm going to just continue to do it and I'm going to keep getting my paycheck and uh, right. everything's going to be okay. You, you, it gives us you, you, the, like the illusion of safety and stability. And then that, that has basically come crashing down for everybody right now. And, right. and it's like exposed that I think that's kind of that, you know, you're saying it in, in a much more <laughs> eloquent way than me, but like, it's kind of exposed that not every, like, e- even though you think every, this is all certain, it's not like it can all change right. at any moment. Right. The world is not fixed in how it works. Even Absolutely. though. Yeah. Absolutely. The, oh. um, Oh, but not, before I forget the one thing, uh, so you talk about hugging a lot. <laughs> yes. I love hugging people. And like how, how many more germaphobes they're going to be like as we start to open society back up um do we need like a symbol or something that says hug hugs welcome (laughs) yeah yeah we do i mean you could directly ask and that'll be a thing yeah Uh, it's like can i shake your hand can i give you a hug like that's gonna it'll be more of a overt now it it, it definitely will i think but if you're wearing a hat or like like you got a little tattoo on your cheek. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know what the symbol is yet. That That's interesting. Yeah, man, I, I agree with you there. I think people are going to be the mental state or I don't want to say damage, but like how this has affected us mentally is going to stick with us for a long time. Like, I don't think well, people yeah. are going to get over that. Like, Oh, I shouldn't be too close to you. I shouldn't, you know, talk so close to you. I, I shouldn't hug you or touch you. And like, dude, we're going to have to, uh, I, I read, uh, the barbershop that I used to have my office in, they're going to take everybody's temperature when you walk in and everybody has to wear a mask and it's probably going to be like that for a while. Right. Like, right. I it's mean, weird, but well, you look at nine 11, how much shit have we put up with, with the TSA for 20 whatever years not quite um and i was talking to somebody and they said all of a sudden they they're like undoing a number of the rules because of the coronavirus and like not you know distancing and like you don't have to take off your shoes or do any of this stuff um and it's like oh there's a pandemic and now we don't need to do this anymore (laughs) yeah it's weird um it's like it feels like, in a way like there's like yeah like nothing really matters like 
it, it, I don't know. Well, that we we just we haven't questioned it for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. It's like, is this the most effective thing to do? You know, it's today was one of the first days. <laughs> I don't know why this thought seeped into my mind because we've been going through this pandemic. Like I've been at home now for two months straight. Like I haven't hardly went anywhere except the grocery store and my studio. And, uh, I, I go on daily walks to the park, sometimes two walks, um, one at lunch and one after I get done with work. But this truly feels like a dystopian society. Like the, the, the easiest way, the closest thing that you can do to connect with someone is without seeing them in person is to have a, a video conference call on your computer or phone. And, and that, it, doesn't that seem like something out of like a science fiction novel from the 80s? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's some kind of dystopian future where like there's no cars on the road. There, I mean, you know, it's, it's not that drastic yet, but there's no cars on the road. All the businesses are closed. Everybody stays home. Right. We FaceTime our friends and family because we're not allowed to see them because they could get sick. And it's just like, it's fucking wild if you think about it. <laughs> right. Well, and it's sad, like, because there are millions of people that are falling through the cracks of, like, they don't qualify for unemployment because maybe they didn't have a job. Or, the self, um, or they were self-employed. Well, the self-employed qualify right now. Oh, okay. Okay, um, I didn't know that. But uh, granted, some people might just give up because it's a pain in the ass dealing with the unemployment in their state or whatever. And then they like are having trouble getting food or housing and their, their landlord is not working with them. And there's not like protections in their state to like help one, the landlord deal with their bank and the person deal with the landlord. And it's just like dependent on the, the grace of the people involved. Um, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. Like for me, shit's fine. But yeah, like the whole, like I'm aware I'm in a very privileged position and I've been thinking about that as work has gotten a little less crazy. Like, how can I, what am I being called to do to help? Yeah. All of us. I've thought about that too. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a tough, you know, and, and how am I going to change what I do when things go back to some semblance of normal? How, how, what am, how am I going to change so that I can help those people? Um, I think it's going to be a long time before we bounce back as, as an economy and a society, uh, from this, you know, I think things are going to be different for a while. Like, uh, I mean, the economy, especially like uh, we're talking about major corporations that have like just let people go. And, and right. it's it, and that has also shown like a flaw in our economy and like how it all it, it can't, right. really, like, it can't was, really stand on its own legs. You know, <laughs> like, right. It's like, well, when it's like a 60, 70 percent consumer based economy and like they sold us this story, this idea that that's how it works in Growth is good and stagnation is not. And like Alan Watts talks about this. He's like, why, why is it good that you grow every year? Like, what if 
we weren't just out here chasing more, 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 more all the time. And this is partly what I feel like this whole pandemic is teaching and allowing people to experience is like the slower moments in like more presence and awareness does not involve economic growth necessarily. And it's, it's actually completely unrelated. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how our structures are set up today. So how do we transition to a society that can take care of its people without a model that's dependent on people buying a bunch of dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, and and, and a lot of people are, there's a, a big group of people that are afraid of that. Well, I don't want to share, I don't want to, you know, I don't want my money going to other people and helping other people, and it's like, so I think it's, you know, it's a it's an integration, <laughs> there's going to have to be an integration. Right. Well, of, I almost thought know. about, like, how could I do this without money? It's like, you know, I could have trade with someone to set up a bunch of garden beds in my backyard sure. to grow food. And then um, I will do some accounting service for somebody else, like, like kind of the barter system, but almost in the small community tribal kind of idea. Yeah, I like that. We all serve the community and we have a direct connection to where we get everything as opposed to this model of like I click on Amazon, I have no idea who made this thing, where it was made, um, who brought it to me and like who collected the money. Like I have zero connection most likely to any of that for most of, you know, what I buy. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, well dude, um, I can't believe it, but we've, we've already talked for an hour. <laughs> um, uh, uh, dude, I would love to have you back on. I love this. I loved this conversation. There was not a single time where I felt like there was uh, a dip or a lull or anything like that. Um, so I, I would love to have you back on sometime soon. Um, but before we go, uh, where can people find you online if they wanted to uh, follow you or connect with you? They can see my weird music poetry random shit on instagram is kind of where i live right now yeah, me too me too i'm not doing much on facebook um a couple facebook lives here and there maybe of me playing guitar or talking about something but other than that i'm uh i'm i'm, I'm with my instagram fam so um yeah well bro oh go ahead but well it's just w i changed it, it was, it's wll labonte Okay. So there's three L's in a row. I just kind of like how it looks, and I had like a logo made that looks like gives a nod to that. So it's just W L L L Ante. Okay. Labonte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. W L L Labonte. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, dude, thank you so much. This was so so good. Um, uh, I'm really thankful to have you join me, and thank you for being such a good friend to me and. Um, yeah, man, I just appreciate you sharing some, some time and space and, and thoughts with me. Yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, this will probably be up uh, a week from this upcoming Monday. So, awesome. Yeah, I'll tag you on Instagram and all that. So Sounds good, brother. All right. Much love, man. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.